Hi everyone, uh, thank you for uh, tuning in to Talk About Life on YouTube and uh, podcast Talk About Life. And today we've got a very special guest from Canada, Kevin. And um, you know, because today is the uh, 16th of December 2020, we're in the deep winter in many parts of Europe, many parts of the world in Canada. But you know, in Singapore is a tropical island. We pretty much the same temperature. <laughs> climate throughout um, you can actually just throw um, you know put on your sneakers and and your and your beach wear and go to the beach and therefore I I'm actually um, uh, doing a, a different outdoorish kind of uh, interview with Kevin um, so you can see um, and the viewers and um, Kevin's friend you can see that it's actually um, the greenery and it's so beautiful here um, a wonderful weather in Singapore the only thing that changes is um the rain so you do have a little bit more rain like the monsoon during this time but you know people are just you can just put on your 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 sneakers and and um shorts beach wear and head to the beach um in the day and in the night so and you can go awesome. canoe yeah so you know a little bit of promotion to your listeners and the viewers and people who are tuning in internationally uh, I welcome you to Singapore and spend your tourism dollar here to help the mom and pop businesses uh, post-pandemic. Um, it's a beautiful island. Um, it could be a little bit expensive, but you know, you can choose um, to go to somewhere uh, less expensive uh, instead of uh, the five-star restaurants and all the hotels. So today's topic my, I have for um, Kevin is um, 2020 in review. So. Um, Kevin, the floor is yours. Um, you know, 2020 has been a very difficult time for a lot of humanity, um, especially um, uh, most of the countries, I should say all the countries have experienced some kind of lockdown, isolation in different degrees. Um, you know, people have experienced different things. So I'm sure Kevin has got lots of things to share with us um, to review his year 2020 with all of us listeners and viewers and hopefully we can learn something and share uh, some of his sentiments for 2020. Take it away, Heaven. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, thank you for bringing me to this podcast. I'm glad that I could be able to share my takeaways. This is such a great podcast to talk about life. And I want to say hi, hi to all the Singapore viewers and all the guests who want to yeah, go to Singapore and go spend your money there in Singapore. Oh, yay! <laughs> well, for me, my takeaways... Yeah, my takeaways, I have a lot from 2020. A lot of them. And the biggest thing that for me are three Fs. I can give you the three Fs for me that are the biggest takeaways that I could learn if I could review in this year, if I could take some time to review and I could look back. I find that I need to do that sometimes to really learn. And the first one is faith. The first F is faith. I need to have faith. And I really discovered that like at least halfway through the year, because look, you know, I'm not to go too much deep into it, but we've all been touched by things that are happening in the world. You know, we've all been touched by different things. People getting sick, people are fearful. People are also separated from their families and businesses are shutting down. We've been forced into some sort of change in our lives. And the biggest thing that's, that's forced me is having faith during hard times. 
you know, during right when like coronavirus started, I've actually yeah. moved from my city and I moved to another city in uh, in mm. in Canada from Calgary to Vancouver. And during this time, it was very scary. You know, yeah. I, I had spirits telling me I need to go west, <laughs> go towards the Pacific Ocean. Mm. I need to go west. I yeah. didn't know where I was going. I did not know. I have no idea what's over there. Mm. But I took faith. Mm. I, t I, I believed in myself. I had faith in where I was going in my compass. So yeah. I just packed my car and I left the city. Mm. No, it was scary. Even driving through the roads, I was, um, it was weird. It was during this time. Uh, you know, I'm driving through a car, driving to the mountains, and I thought my car was going to break down. <laughs> I thought the car was going to break down in the middle of the mountains. And, and in Canada, there's a lot wow. of mountains. Wow. During this time, we we actually grew a massive marketing agency. So I, I'm the founder of Leads on Demand, which is we do outbound lead generation. And so me and my business partner, she's a uh, she's a big influencer. Her name's Brittany Michael Chuck. She's a Canadian here in Canada, and we yeah. started a massive business. Yeah. And during this time, it was um, it was a lot of doubt. Like we made a bunch of money. We've already hit six figures, and um, <laughs> like. You know, we had a bunch of employees that were relying on us. Yeah. We had about 10 staff that were relying on us every day. And there was just a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. There was a lot of, you know, uncertainty. You know, it was harder to get clients in the beginning, um, especially during COVID. And when I moved into a new city, I needed to have faith. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Like moving to a new city, having yeah. faith in what I'm doing, where I'm going. And faith that I can conquer fear. Yeah. You know, moving to a new city like that. Have you ever moved to a new city, Vicky? Yeah, I have. I have. I've, I've moved uh, a little bit um, to China, communist China. I stayed there for some years and I moved to France and I stayed there for some years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what, tell us, yeah. Uh, so, so I would like to know about your journey. Um, yeah. Tell us about this journey. Where, at which year, uh, at which month it was. And uh, what kind of, um, uh, you must have been looking at some figures, some numbers, right? People are tracking the numbers and, and people are listening to the announcements and the news. Uh, it must have been like things that triggered this fear. Tell us about that. Tell us the context. context. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so in the beginning, I remember people started yeah. talking about this virus Yeah. in like March. I yeah. was living with my my business partner Brittany. We were in our yeah. condo together, yeah. and we were. Um, she's a good friend. <laughs> we were we were hanging out inside our apartment, and yeah. everyone was talking about it. And I was like, "What is this? I don't know what it is." Mm. At first, I didn't care. I'm like, "I yeah. don't care about this. Like, I don't. This doesn't yeah. even matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't affect me." Yeah. And I was just focused until it started popping up on the news, and my family called me. Mm. And my business partner suddenly panicked. She was like, yeah. oh my God, we need to lock our doors. We need to stay home. We need to not let any guests inside this house. We need to stay away. Yeah. And even back then I was just like, who cares? Like I'm gonna, I'm safe. Like I'm healthy. Uh, I'm in a good shape. Yeah. Nothing will ever crush me. Yeah. Um, and so I remember- so that was sometime yeah. in March when it was at the beginning when people did not take it seriously and it, I think the word is it did not register, right? 
it did not register the reality did not sink in because it's something that is so far away and nobody have ever um, you know have this kind of experience so so that kind of ex- that kind of explains um, you know that people were not taking it seriously because it's new to everyone and and you know it's something that you human was a human was able you know before the pandemic was able to control a large part of their lives you know people yeah. are like being thrown into the fourth industrialization so people are just moving and moving so it's understandable a lot of people were not taking it seriously not because they they wanted to be a negligent um but rather i i really feel that um it did not register um you know i was telling i was talking to my neighbors etc and you know in this part of the world in hong kong singapore there was a sars case about i think nine or ten years ago however um people were alert um alert because of some of the past experience you know however um but when when the severity of this sunk in when it was announced as a pandemic i think that made the difference uh, and but even then because you know canada or america you you are pretty much living in the like huge land you don't even see a soul down the street <laughs> no no that's not yeah. true no <laughs> canada is not just like a barren desert it's <laughs> it's a city like it's like it's like singapore hong kong okay you're talking about like, yeah vancouver cities. toronto <laughs> yes tell us yeah plus Yeah. Tell, us, tell us your your journey. Sorry. This will be edited out, don't worry. Tell us about your journey. Then you were driving and then you started to move. Um what are your fears um that that came on and then you know um you were moving and your business. Tell us the different aspects of this pandemic that you went through that impacted you. Personal and then your business. I would say at first it was okay. At mm-hmm. first it was all right. Yeah. You know, when I first moved there, I was secure. I was like, okay, I'm good. You know, I was financially secure. I was like yeah. the money was coming in with our business. We yeah. were leading our teams. It was yeah. great. Like, you know, I I was I moved to a new town. Yeah. But a couple months into my move, it got really uncertain. Yeah. I realized it was harder to get a client. It was oh. harder. Yeah, it, okay. it took more effort for me to get a client. Yeah. I had to work harder. Yeah. And uh I noticed money just suddenly seeping out of my company. I was paying yeah. my staff thousands of dollars every week wow. and I didn't have any money coming in. Like not a lot of money was coming in at the time. It was just it was just draining. And I yeah. was I was in fear. I was like, "Oh my god, like okay, I'm low." And I was worried. I was sitting there worried and even got to a point where we were I was paying all my staff. I had to lay off all my staff or almost all of them. You know, I was eating from a food bank. I had tr- yeah. like I was you know, it got to a point where I was dealt with a lot of uncertainty, right? I was worried about how I could pay bills. I was paying my staff before I could pay rent. Mm-hmm. But that's when I had to make a hard decision. I had to make that hard decision that like, okay, look, I don't need staff right now. I don't need anyone to work for me. Yeah. I can have myself or maybe one or two yeah. sales people and I'm just going to I'm just going to kindly let go of everyone. I, I just want I just want to know to be honest. 
yeah, to kind of rewind a little bit, um, you know, as a business owner with you and your partner, you made very difficult choices. Um, yep. And these are your financial, business, economic impact um, that uh, the pandemic has actually brought about. Tell us the di- difficult decisions you were struggling and, and that process of really finally coming to a decision. I, I, I like to hear that human spirit of how you struggled through. And, and you know, let the listeners and the viewers know that you know um, uh, they are not alone too. I'm very sure a lot of people have gone through very, very, very difficult times and we don't know about the next three to six months ahead when the full onslaught of this pandemic is going to like really going to bam on the world. So, you know, uh, share with us this, um, this kind of, this, this mental uh, uh, journey that went through um, and especially, um, you know, you being a, a motivational speaker and you being a motivational a leader yourself, a warrior, um, you must have got these struggles and tell us these struggles that would could possibly make a better man. Mm. I believe everyone needs to be tested in life. Everyone. Tell us. Especially men. And yeah. um, I think, I, like, I, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian and I'm proud to yeah. be so. And I believe that God tests me. God strengthens me. And he does this intentionally. Yeah. He will test my love. He will test my strength. He will test my courage. He will test my persistence. Yeah. And he'll see, he wants to see how loyal I am to him and yeah. how loyal I am to my purpose in life. Yeah. And it shows up in so many different ways in things I don't expect. He'll put, he'll put me through a journey where I'll have a, a health issue or maybe I'll have a, a, a problem with money or maybe I'll have a problem in my relationships. You know, maybe I'll, something bad will happen tomorrow. God forbid that it's going to test how strong I am and it's going to test how much it was. And for me, like during a couple months ago was, was financially, you know what I mean? Like during this time, I had about $8,000 the bank took away from me. Like this is during this time where my bank, like the bank, um, that was holding all this money it suddenly they locked my account they like nope you're not gonna have this anymore <laughs> and i'm like what the hell like i, I went through all this sudden problem yeah and it, it was during a time where I, I needed to pay staff and i was for six months the bank took like locked the money away they actually locked it i could not use my card i was under investigation because i was doing business inside my personal bank account they locked away all this money yeah. And I couldn't access it. I was like, oh shit, like oh 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 crap, like I'm I'm in I'm in a bad spot. But I'm very grateful because during that time where I was I was in a scarce moment, I I came onto him. I prayed to him. I prayed to Jesus. I prayed to God. I'm like, I need help, I need strength right now. And the thing about praying is like people think prayer is for me. People think prayer is like, if I pray, it's just for me. I'm going to pray for me and what I want. But prayer is also for others. Prayer is for Vicky. Prayer is for John. Prayer is for everyone else around me. I can pray for my family. I can pray for God as well. I can thank him. Um, 
So I, I got that time to get close to him and I had faith. It pushed me to work harder. It pushed me to work harder, to make phone calls, to make, uh, to make sales, to, to message, to work late, to sleep less, you know, to really drive my team. I had to really think in different ways. I had to, I even had to get a second job. <laughs> so I recently got a job in construction and I don't want to do this. Like I'm a construction worker during the day. So I, I'm with a bunch of guys all day and we just like build stuff and like clean stuff up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm forced into action and I do this out of survival because I want success. Um, and I'm only going to, yeah, it's, it's tested. Yeah. Tell us about the difficult decisions when you had to let go your staff. I'm, I'm very sure as a business owner, you have built them up. Um, uh, they have been with you um, through a business growth journey and you see them grow. Uh, yeah. You have this special bond with your your employees, your staff or your co-workers, your team. Yeah. Um, yeah, the people who actually see you through a um, very difficult uh, entrepreneurship journey. Tell us how difficult it was um, for you to really finally decide to, hey, um, I have to make this decision. No matter how painful is it, it's going to impact them. It's going to impact me. It's going to impact their families. Um, you know, um, it's going to impact the company. Right. Uh, and there's so much ramifications. Tell us how, uh, how was this journey of decision? It must have been really painful. I'm, I'm sorry to have like pushed this button, but I'm very sure no, no, Paul and yourself would have like grown so much out of this. I learned a lot. I, I basically learned a lot about what's important or wh what do I need to do to sacrifice for the mission? Tell us. You know, I've, I came to a moment where like, okay, I was I was paying a bunch of money to my staff. Like I had about 10 staff in the Philippines. So, you know, they they worked with us all the way in the Philippines and I was paying them their virtual assistants. They're amazing people. We got really close. So every Monday we would have a team meeting and we would get to know each other every Monday. We had meetings every, every, every morning. We became so close. We became a family. We've cried together. We, we've experienced trials together. But I came to a moment where I need to make a decision, just like a general in war, about to send his soldiers into battle for them to die. And the general knows that they're gonna die. Mm, sure. The, com the commander knows they're gonna die. He's like, okay, I know they're gonna die, but I need to take action. I need to do something. Because if they don't leave, or if, if they don't go into battle, the mission will not be completed. The country will not be saved. So I thought about it that way. My business will be, will fail if I do not let them go. Tell I need us. to let them go. Yeah. Tell us, did to... you do it over like a period of one day, a period of a week, a month? It must have something, some events must have triggered it to really take this action. What event was that and the journey of how many days it took? For sure. Like I've already told you, it, it's already like we, we've already did this. Um, we... The biggest trigger for me was real. I made my last payment to them. I was like, okay, we realized, okay, look, mm. 
I had to borrow money just so I can pay the staff. I had to ask, like, I think it was my family or my or one of my one of my mentors. I'm like, look, can you lend me some money so I can pay my staff? Yeah. I need this. I need this yeah. last payment. Yeah. yeah. And and from that, I'm like, I realized, okay, look, it's time to let everyone go. Yeah. Okay. The biggest the biggest problem that entrepreneurs face is like, sometimes they hire prematurely. Yeah. They hire way before they can. They yeah. get too cocky. Like it. For some, like you know, my 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 mistake when I started is like, when I hire people, I felt good. I felt like a boss. Yeah. Like, oh, I have staff, and I felt great. It was part of my ego. Yeah. Now, like, okay, if I have staff, that means I look like a boss. I yeah. look like a leader. But it's not important. It's not. It's like, do I? Am I trying to look cool? Or do I want to have? Do I do I or do I care about my business? So when you gave the last paycheck, it kind of like that was the aha moment. The aha moment to say that I need to take action. So from the aha yeah. moment to the action of like really telling them and letting it go, how long did it take? It must have been a struggle during that time. Twenty-four hours. One week. Yeah. It was. It first started off by I had to, I laid off one person, and then another person, and then all of a sudden one day it's like okay, boom, we're done. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Like, like, yeah. I told everyone, boom. Sorry. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry to have uh, brought this. You know, I really appreciate um, you <laughs> sharing this, but you know. Um, Kevin, I have uh, I have uh, heard of uh, stories about people being laid off, and uh, you know the yeah. first people that were laid off are the people in the aviation industry. Can you imagine the aviation industry, and we just still in lockdown? I mean, all the planes are parked somewhere in a, in the deserts. Can you imagine that thousands and thousands and hundreds and thousands of planes that is just traversing the globe every second? They stopped, you know, and you know, and the people were just working at the airports. They had to be laid off. Then the stewards, stewardesses had to be laid off, and then the pilots had to be laid off. I mean, there are stories in Singapore. Um, I think there were about, I think the first layoff was this was about four thousand five hundred um, airport staff, and after that, the news kind of, kind of like drip, 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 because I think. Not not many people wanted the news to come out because it was too demoralizing. But you know, about four hundred, uh, four thousand five hundred people were laid off uh, from the um, airline industry, and I'm I'm talking about those people who are directly um, working in the planes that you have to have them to operate oh. planes. You know, and, and you know, um, there of course it it must have been so difficult because uh, you know. During the lockdown period in Singapore, just to share with you, um, companies were still paying full, and I think like yourself, um, companies were still paying full during the lockdown period. But you know, when the Singapore first lockdown kind of lifted, um, the period was on the sixth of uh, April to the first of uh, June, so people were still being paid, and thereafter, people were still being paid the hardship, resilience money, you know, that goes into the banks. But you know, after hardship that, money, so they actually had that. No, they call it resilience, resilience fund. 
So you do have some checks coming in. I think in many countries do have that. I spoke to many different countries, and but you know that only lasted for like two months or two and a half months. But then the reality uh, 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 kind of set in, right? Because people were hoping that this would just last for a few months, right? But yeah. I think it kind of just went viral. I mean, when something just go viral, you can't stop it. So um, the, the 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 people who laid off were the pilots, and then the news came out. Uh, you know, certain news came out um, that you know these pilots because their their skills were not transferable, right? Uh, and they were like paid like tens and twenty thousand per month, and um, you know when they're laid off, um, and, and I'm sure. Um, they were well off before, but you know what do they do? Um, and there's this thing about like what you say, their ego in check. You know, people were trying to check. Not only men, but women too. Homemakers, home bakers. Um, there were news that uh, pilots were doing grab drivers, grab deliveries, um, even in Singapore. And there were and there were hosters, um, air stewardesses. Um, uh, they started to volunteer in hospitals, and a lot of them are taking on new jobs in the hospitals, they're taking on new courses. People have this uh, sudden pivot. I think they're being thrown. And I'm so glad that you're sharing this so honestly because there isn't enough of this voice of the people that is out there in, in, in the open. Um, either journalism has died or either there's a lit on journalism or yeah. either the journalists are just being kept indoors. Um, you know, <laughs> news out there about real lives of people during this period of 2020 and I'm sad to say because what I hear is yes government bailouts important when you're going to get the money yes uh, uh, pandemic precautions which which I am a, 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 a you know I'm a champion of you know telling everyone to put on your mask you know it's, it's a lot of discipline it's, it's not something that people like I mean a lot of news about that a lot of news about viruses but not enough news about how people are suffering how people are suffering indoors um, I mean there are news about mental health and just to share with you uh, Kevin um, and you know listeners yourself and listeners uh, 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 and, and your viewers and your listeners and my viewers and my listeners there are people who are I mean I, I just showed you right I'm, I'm living in a high-rise apartment right 20 stories uh, over 20 stories in Singapore which is so typical um, in a huge city, even yourself in Vancouver, people are sitting literally, and I'm not saying figuratively, they sit outside the edge of the window ready to jump and there are people who actually made the jump, sad to say. There are people who did that because this onslaught, this onslaught has brought people not only to the edge of mental um, sanity, which of course is a huge issue because it kind of manifested throughout the world. But I think the onslaught of this pandemic actually pressed many people on many fronts, financial, um, uh, self-identity. I was talking to another guest, you know, people start questioning themselves after one year in the homes. It's like, what am I, why, why am I doing? Well, what's, the, what's the meaning of existence? For example, if the business are being, uh, uh, <laughs> You know the businesses or the jobs are being taken away. There, there are. I've spoken. Yeah. You have to, and 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 to plug in my my to your viewers and my viewers and listeners, um, you've got to really listen to my 25 episode of 
the global pandemic where I interview people all over the world. Um, people who, who tell me about um, their husbands lose their jobs um, and for three months or four months of lockdown it was so difficult for them because suddenly it they just went off tangent and the relationship also went off tangent because the financial and the career which were the cornerstone of um, a lot of us which still are you know without the money you can't live um, it just you know when, when that kind of like collapses and implodes within the four walls and i'm really talking literally imploding you know um and, and uh people search for help you know i i, I really i've spoken to people um uh kina um from i think america south carolina or michigan or yeah. you know, i've spoken to people all over and just to plug in um for you also i've spoken to people from different parts of america and they're still under very severe onslaught of the pandemic now and the numbers are rising faster than ever um, uh, uh, we're talking about I've spoken to people in Michigan South Carolina North Carolina Arizona Texas um, New York State and I've spoken to people interview people in Mexico um, Brazil UK uh, yeah. France Sweden about herd immunity and Asia Pakistan India um, and this part of the world Malaysia you know People are really just on the edge and people have their jobs taken away, Kevin, no matter where they are. And I've spoken to people in Malaysia, they, I mean, people, my guests are just telling me the jobs are gone, period. And it's like the jobs in the country are gone, period. It's like, it's such a wake up call, you know, period. There's no more interview to be done. Well, there is you know but you know I interview about people with the hardships and you know people go through that um, emotional thing um, it's unfortunate this is a very it's, this it's, is a really, very I mean, it's really unfortunate and, and therefore on the 16th of December 2020 you know I think it's a 15th December 2020 at your time at your date you know a time to review have how have we um, evolved have we grown have it decimated us um, you know I've spoken to mothers who are just literally um, telling me off zoom that there was this first lockdown when she was uh, in America she really literally thought she's gonna die she said I'm gonna die I'm gonna die I'm gonna die everyone is going to die and I she said that really just haunted her throughout and I'm I am just talking to everyone around the globe you can't imagine how similar we are <laughs> and I, I spoke to people in Nigeria uh, precious um, you know a young man who's also developing his online business he was just telling me that um, his whole community people were just anxious were nervous etc etc at one time and of course here's, here's, here's what I think I think this is what I think I don't know I if mean, you understand look there's tough times for that's guaranteed there's always going to be tough moments I think what's true yeah Tell God him. is coming okay <laughs> God is coming yeah and destruction I is so too. it's uh 
Look at it. If it feels like the end of the days, and I know there's going to be a. It even says in the Bible that you know, nation will rise against nation, and they're going to be illness and sickness. So destruction is coming, and I think this is basically God coming down. <laughs> God is coming down on all of us. Um, and, and I did um, uh, 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 try to uh, look at it in different perspective, and uh, just to also. Um, um, you know, extend um, your sentiment about economies, um, even in different parts of America, in the rurals of America, businesses were shut down. I was talking to to Pastor Stephen uh, Mannion of uh, New York State. He was just telling me people who built their business for generations, years and years, thirty years of their lives, they had to they had to really shut it down. And I spoke to um, Pastor Anita, and she's going to come onto the my program again this uh, Saturday, 19th of December. Hopefully, viewers and uh, listeners will will catch uh, my interview with her. Her husband died of COVID-19, um, and it kind of shocked me because you know um, uh, I I interviewed her for faith in pandemic, and and the first thing she said, my 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 husband and I we are pastors, and and he died of COVID-19. And the time that when this onslaught came, uh, you know, the conversation that they have between each other, I, I, I really couldn't take it. And she was just relating to me that they told each other, if anybody is going to go, um, you know, um, one of them is going to carry on. And one of them is going to carry on the congregation, etc., etc. And, and and he did. And, and, and it struck. And um, he, did. he did. He did pass on. And, you know, I, I've spoken to uh, people that families, um, um, have struck families. So, um, and just to let you know, um, Kevin, and just to quote one of my guests from Nigeria, he was telling me, you know, this has been really so bad. And even in a third world country, or even in Africa, um, and even in India, where many parts um, they do not have developed healthcare. You know how scared and fearful that they were when this thing is still there. Um, in the country, um, you know, uh, because they, 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 they do not have the health care. But you know what Precious was telling or sharing uh, with the audience is that no matter what happens, if your business is decimated, if something happens with, in your family, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, we have to pick, the, pick up the bags, <laughs> pick up the baggages and, um, and go to 2021, which is in two weeks time. Look, you know? I honestly, I, I, you're, you have a good point, but I don't think 2021 will change anything. Yeah. The fact that it's a, the fact that the one, there's a one more year added on, I don't think that will change anything. It's just a new year. The new year will not change anything. Yeah. It will not. Yeah. People um, think, oh, 2021, it, the world is going to be so much better in 2021. The world's not going to get better. Only you can get better. Okay, only what you can do and what you can, uh, you know, control and what you can do for your community, that's what you can control. Uh, you know, people yeah. think, oh, hey, if just because it's January, COVID-19 will go away. It will not. It'll, it, it doesn't recognize time or space. I think we've learned that it travels through space, through the air. So, Kevin, tell us, tell okay. us, um, and, and you know, I, I'm very thankful for you sharing it so honestly. Um, yourself about what you go through with your business. Um, I think there's like what I say earlier on, there's not enough of 
um, truth out there. I, I should say, I mean, the truth is already out there, but there's not a revealing of these um, honest truth about hardships of people going through. And, and I think it's only through um, sharing, or maybe there's many other ways um, that we edify and encourage and support one another, even through the virtual world of the internet. You know, um, yeah, and, and um, you you must have gone through so much and my heart goes out to you, um, to a lot of the listeners and the viewers out there who are um, in the midst of this. Um, and, and I want to share a little bit, um, Kevin, even though I'm interviewing you, I'm kind of like hoarding the talk. Um, um, Kevin, in Singapore, we have reported about zero cases for the last two to three uh, weeks. The cases that uh, are surfacing are people who are coming into Singapore, they're returning back to Singapore or they are returning for work um, after long periods of lockdown in other countries. So we do have uh, imported cases um, from UK, Russia, Pakistan, India, Philippines, um, different parts of, of the world are coming in and they are in quarantine right now. But in the community, we've reported about zero cases. And, uh, I, I'm, and, and it's, it's a time whereby people, uh, we are told again, um, this is the final, I, sh I shouldn't say final, we don't know because it, it may go viral again. Look at uh, how Taiwan and Hong Kong, they have kept the cases to zero, but now they are going through the third and the fourth wave, especially in Seoul. You know, um, South Korea is one of the countries that have kept it uh, very well, but you know, they are going into the um, very difficult uh, phase about containing the situation. So, you know, we, we should never be complacent. Um, it, it is the final stage. Um, I, I, know, I, don't, I can't say the final stage. People are hoping, they're really hoping that, you know, all of us can cross over to the chasm safely you know to the other side of the river to the other side of the banks after struggling in the in, in this rapids against the current um so difficult but you know um um i would think that you know the edification of each other and the uplifting of each other and encouragement of each other um would would help to go through this this um hopeful phase um uh for this for this stretch um it's going to be diff difficult um i mean looking at europe it's still going viral right um in the states it's going viral and it's faster than ever and the numbers are just accelerating at a accelerating rate increasing at an accelerated rate zoom you know um so so we don't know um how it's going to be we like what you say and rightfully said um it really depends on each and every individual now um how you're going to um, take care of your microcosm, uh, your world. Um, so I, I would like to share with Kevin also from this part of the world, um, since, since you have this, this bi-directional bi, bi, uh, um, conversation, um, and I really hope to encourage you and your listeners and your viewers through the podcast um, and through YouTube that, you know, um, it's, it's a horrible nightmare everybody's at the edge <laughs> the roller coaster has gone too much <laughs> it doesn't seem to be stopping you know but um uh you know hopefully um like what dr um moby who's gone on to my show a couple of days he says that the nightmare we will awake um out of it it's it it, it has been long uh dr mobile um from new york um i interviewed him um his 
colleagues died of COVID-19. Um, it was, it's, it's, it's a treacherous virus. <laughs> Doesn't really respect any situation or any man. No, we're saying that, you know, mankind, um, you know, we thought we could control our worlds. We thought we could control um, our situation and our fate. But you know, you have this little, he was just saying, you just have got this little thing <laughs> took mankind down. And it's a doctor. And uh, I think the most important thing right now is, Vicky, is, uh, is it all right um, if I jump in? I know you were going on. Is it all right if I jump in? No, I, I just wanted to encourage you and your listeners and your viewers on, on, on this part of the world. We are in this together. <laughs> I agree. I think I think we're all in this together, and I think it's super important. You know, I know there's all this fear, and there's all this tension, and there's all this confusion. Numbers are rising. There's all these deaths. People are getting sick. People are getting hospitalized. People are losing their jobs. People are losing hope. I think the biggest important thing right now is is hope. Is having faith. You know, having faith in things that I don't see, which is a verse in the Bible. And I think that's the most important thing. I know there's a lot of fear and people will die. But I know what the most important thing is that I know I trust all everything will be okay. I trust everything will be all right during this time, especially during uh, even forever, as long as it takes that, you know, we will be strengthened during this time. We will be tested. But I know we will be taken care of. There's someone watching over us right now. Kevin, tell us, you know, um, so now you actually have uh, uh, moved uh, to a different state. So are you permanently there? Yeah, yeah. Before so I answer your question, before I answer your question, I'm going to finish my last thought. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let me finish my last thought. What I was saying is that we're all going to get through it. And I know we're all going to be surviving through all of this. And whether we get sick, look, if we all get COVID, all good. I'm glad <laughs> because I'm sure we'll learn something from getting COVID. Okay. <laughs> Even Donald Trump got COVID and he's alive. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought but I know. You, so you asked me a question. I, I thought he couldn't you make asked it. A question about uh, Yeah, I thought he couldn't make it. I was like, <laughs> a new city. Yeah. 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 So, so you moved to the city. The decision that you made was prior to the onslaught of the pandemic. You were ready to move. Actually, the plans were made before. So you. That's why you had to move because the plans were were made, and you have to make this. So that's why when you go to this new country, tell us when you settle in this new country and, and, and you know, in the middle of this whole global phenomenon that is setting in and, you know, a lot of reality is setting in in your mind, um, how difficult or, or how, how are the challenges that, that you needed to take? Because moving is a big deal, right? Um, settling in, um, getting the papers, getting the, the door, the key, the furniture, having a good night's sleep on an, into a new home. I mean, that's a big deal. Tell, tell us, how, how, how was that journey? I believe it must have been, it must have been really tough. I can handle anything that life throws at me. 
so so you're actually there um uh did you get did you have the support group in a new place no <laughs> so like all alone so, you, so that kind of like kind of yeah it, it kind of made it even harder right because you were just all alone i mean there wasn't um anyone that you could reach out to to actually um you know be the buddy to to help you out when you needed it when when you're moving in, in this whole strange phenomenon i did have someone i had god and i had jesus christ watching me yeah that's all i need yeah. and i don't need a mask i don't need a vaccine that is all i need yeah. um i will be okay fantastic um i've got a couple of questions here probably you like to share with my um viewers and and listeners um so i i realized that faith was something that um uh you learned um you know probably is a new relationship a kind of revisited your relationship with your faith during this time um uh is there any other things that you have actually discovered relationship with you had a relationship with your business and then relationship with your co uh, colleagues um what about um other people like your partner um or partners um um how did it go during this time was there any um you know there there are relationships that broke there are relationships that formed you know you've heard about in families husbands and wife fights and then you know heading towards divorce <laughs> I, i'm and this are real yeah. happening all over the world you know and companies had to retrench yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of things are broken down so what what anything new being built or anything being broken and then built again in in relationships yeah yeah 100% my my relationship with my business partner britney tell us um yeah if you haven't followed her she's like a big instagram follow uh like influencer she's one of those influencers online um her name is britney she's a great person we started this business together but it broke up because we were fighting over things and yeah there's just some stuff happened there's like conflict <laughs> yeah. is there any yeah. learning um points that you could share with the listeners and the viewers through this um confronting conflict i would say i would say value a good partner have a good partner around um yeah but, don't burn uh, bridges don't and, burn bridges yeah. and you know in 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 entrepreneurship in startups um partners make or break right they either go through with you during hard times or they they leave um you know relationships um uh are broken um Yeah. But when people went in there, you know, um they thought that was the best uh partner they could ever ever found. Is there anything that you would like uh, to share like in your next um 
if you were to give an advice like in your next search of a partner what are the criteria that you should search for that could be identified beforehand <laughs> before the Depends, crisis like, happens <laughs> are you looking for a partner that you sleep with or a love partner or a business partner, partner for kind of <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i would say a partner if you're looking for a partner in your life someone that you trust someone that you have to find someone that matches your values and i know this sounds like something from a book <laughs> Like I have a massive bookshelf right here and this you can probably find this advice in the book but they have to line up with what you find important. You know my what I find important is communication. If I have a business partner, I need they need to communicate. They need to be also growth focused. I want someone that wants to be growing, positive. Um I want someone that keeps their word. Someone that cares about me. Someone, you know, like and someone that can add value and i can add value back um when something someone also that like does what they say they're going to do that's important they need to do what they say they can't just talk about it and they don't do it <laughs> i just people- i, I want to know i mean these are top uh, uh criteria to verify when you first uh, choose a business partner uh, and and uh, weren't they there for you to check when you chose your partner Brittany uh kind of maybe mm, yeah yeah when we first started yeah yeah we they were there um i think in any relationship the biggest tester to a relationship is money that's mm. um that's a that's a relationship that's the best thing is like what people change when there's money yeah. and th- this can be shown in anyone like you show you if you want to see someone their true character give them power give them power i've had business partners that i've given them money and they're all of a sudden gone mm. yeah or i've had people that i've you know customer or sales people that i've paid that all of a sudden they're gone I've had staff that I paid then they suddenly disappeared. So it's like you you give someone power. If I give someone power, I'll I'll take full responsibility for my words is that when I give someone power, I can change. If someone gives me power, I'll be honest, I've changed. Mm. And then I have to go back to my real self, like my real authentic self that I'm like, okay. Who am I before I got money? I like this point that you brought up about money, especially so um, you being an entrepreneur and you started the business and you had this um, unfortunate experience. But you know, never know. It could be a blessing, a blessing. I usually I'm told that a blessing is a blessing, not a blessing in disguise. A blessing is a blessing, you know. So um, it, you could be poised. For bigger success, because people will be pulling you behind. The wrong things are gone, and then the right things will come out. I just want to ask you, um, for and you're right that 2021, because of a change in number, because of a day that jumps, it is a manufactured hope. 
it is a manufactured debt. Hey, after Christmas, everything is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I, I wanted to ask you, like, um, even though it's really hard, just like a lot of governments, um, even in Europe, in America, um, even in many parts of uh, 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 the world, even if it, even in Singapore, you know, governments are saying they can't really foresee how the world is going to be post-pandemic. There, there is no promises. There's no like the grand plan that this is going to be a two-year plan. We're going to roll this out. We're going to roll this out, you know. So um, on the macro scale, it's going to be so hard for people to say that, hey, I'm going to plan for this because we are thrown into this world of unknown. But on, on your side, um, as an individual, um, do you have any hopes or plans uh, for 2021 or after 2021? The first thing that came is getting closer to my father. Um, I'm not talking about my dad. I'm talking about my father above my God. I want to get close to him. Um, and I want to stop living in the ways of the world. You know, I realized I was, I'm, I'm learning lately to let go of the world, to let go of what money, to let go of looking cool, to let go of needing a woman in my life to let go of all these things that don't matter of having sex letting go of being rich letting go of all these and none of that matters really it doesn't it's um what truly matters is if i can help people and if i could love people um if i can praise praise the lord if i can give love to people you know that's what really matters to me um, you know standing for my people that's also important I want to stand up for people that can't speak um, you know things like that that's what I'm really focusing on for the next year yeah. so I'd like to um, revisit 2021 uh, with you um, when that day comes and uh, you know um, do you have any final uh, one minute conclusion for the listeners and the viewers yeah I just want to say thank you Vicky for this opportunity I would say I, I learned a lot about myself and with you and the style of podcast um, I just want to leave this all with a blessing for everyone to have faith for everyone's spirits to be lifted thank you it's a dark time and yeah. i know there's a light yeah. that will turn on thank you so much kevin um thank you i i hope to uh, check in with you 2021 um you know to see how the situation um is uh, where you are in canada uh, you know you have the economy picked up have the situation been controlled and have people's lives gone back to normal or people's life have gone to a new kind of normal um that would be nice to check in with you um i hope that i could invite you again uh, 2021 thank you so much kevin and before i go i'm just going to like show you and hope that you envy um singapore a little bit 
<laughs> you know, um, the wonderful weather we've got here. So, there you have it. Wonderful greenery. And people do not need to wear muffins here in Singapore. <laughs> muffins? <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Vicky. Bye. Bye. Thanks for thanks for being my guest. Bye. All the best, and may God bless you. Thank you. Merry Christmas well. and a good New Year. Bye.